0: There's no need to make you guys wait anymore. Hey everybody, good evening, it's Gavin Syme, and welcome to The Resist Podcast. I'm your host, Gavin Syme. And today, well, we're talking about all kinds of things. Congrats if you're tuning in live, because you're gonna help drive the show. So if you're listening to the podcast afterwards, uh, make sure you're subscribed to the Gavin Syme YouTube channel, that you've hit the bell icon, because that's where we stream the live episodes. Well, if they're not too controversial. The Gavin Seim Show really understand that podcasting is the only broadcast medium that they can't cancel us on, can't turn you off. They can't shut you down. They can't block you. They can't put a censorship banner over you. They can't take you off the air. Podcasting is a medium that we control and it allows us to take the power back from the algorithm and say, what's on our mind for real that's what we're going to do here if we're dealing with 1984 style censorship that youtube is so famous for there may occasionally be podcasts that are released as audio only so you definitely do want to make sure that you are subscribed as well to the audio version of the podcast which can be found right here over at SimeFX.com forward slash podcast. And now the last time if you watched, if you tuned in, um oh that was weird. I pushed the wrong button. Where's my screen? Oh man, something's mixed up there on the on the mini screen. Um, last time this this wasn't live yet the feeds and stuff like that because it was the first show but now you can actually go you can listen on the website and you can click the subscribe button and you can get a direct rss feed for your favorite audio podcast or podcast reader as well as you can click links directly for apple podcasts and google podcasts and once the show starts to pick up steam and we're on more of the the podcast listings I'll, i'll keep adding links but you can always copy your the podcast rss feed from right there to subscribe in your favorite podcast reader. Um, James Freeman, good to see you in there, uh, and thanks for your support, James, and thanks for all the good videos. In fact, I was just watching one of James's videos earlier today. What you drinking, James? <laughs> nah, James, I know you New Mexico guys. You know, okay, let's be honest. Mexico goes through more alcohol than is necessary I, I might walk away from the camera sometimes because this is an audio podcast and because we're using highly advanced wireless technology that b- i bought back when i was making money um but he- here's what i'm here's what i'm drinking right here but no this is this is genuinely water but i did pick up this if you follow on my facebook this is an apothec rose and i was at sam's in mexico San Juan, Mexico, the other day, and I picked up this apocalyptic rose. I'm not a huge rose guy, but I like a rose wine. It's fine. It's a little girly. It's a little, uh, as James would say, gaytard. Uh, but I'm sure James Freeman secretly is downing bottles of rose wine when he's off air. Ah, uh, yeah, guaranteed. This was $2 a bottle. They were clearing it out, and I bought, like, a case of it. Because normally, even in the States... without importing it down here which makes it a little more expensive this would be a a 10 probably 10 to 12 i haven't been to the states in a while everything's gotten expensive and i i think they were clearing it out because it's a couple years old now and so rose wines don't last as long it's not quite as good as an apothic should be but at two bucks a bottle uh, it's a whole lot better than two buck chuck which which I've I've never had. Uh, But for those of you on the audio podcast, it's an Apothic Rose. I've always liked Apothic's wines, but I also like water. It is my favorite beverage. Let me move that wine bottle because it looks like a dildo sticking up um, there. So let me put it back here on the super shelf. Well, maybe if it breaks, I'll be sad. Okay, so we'll just stick it in the back there and uh, get that in there. I'm going to be talking about various things. I got a lot of Fun topics, but as always, if you're tuning in live, and how many do we have here on the live show? Um, just looking, oh, there's only 17 of you. Like, I, oh no, never mind. There's 50 of you. It, it jumped. Okay, the page hadn't refreshed. But I'm gonna be looking for links and/or topics, and kind of have a, a viewer topic of the day that you guys want to talk about. So while I'm talking about all this. You guys got to see who has the loudest voice. Cause I can't always, I can't talk about every topic, right? So you got to convince each other for the topic of the day. Google's asking me to insert ads right now, but I'm not going to do that to you live listeners. Cause I, I would certainly hope that you guys support the podcast with a channel back or an occasional super chat or something like that to keep the tacos flowing because tacos are not free. And quite frankly, neither is water these days. Gosh, let's not get started on that, but. Hit that like and subscribe button if you can't super chat. At least keep keep the messages flowing. Keep the message going. Feed the algorithm, you guys. Feed the freaking algorithm. All right. So good to see you. I'm looking. I don't have any. I kind of hate Red Bull. I think it's the taurine. Is that what they call it? I like like herbal drinks. I have a I have a kilo of sarsaparilla herb over there. And sometimes I'll boil that up and make kind of a homemade sarsaparilla drink. Uh, and And as someone who is in charge of the the marketing one of my one of my side jobs down here is I'm the supervisor of marketing and quality standards and recipes for uh, a Mexico cafe but that's trying to be to european standards and because I've always been kind of a cafe fanatic and frankly I'm really cranky at restaurants for customer service and things like that I am the hard ass that's that's always saying no no we don't do it this way we do it up here and that's my job, my, my, my little side gig there that I deal with on that. It, it doesn't really make me much money, but I do get a lot of good experience, um, because I like trying things. So like being in charge of a restaurant is just a fun experience, right? It's, well, sometimes it's a fun experience. I could do a whole podcast on that. There's my girl Sandra in there. Good to see you, baby. I do like sarsaparilla. I mean, there's you can make some great drinks with sarsaparilla. It's basically the basis for root beer, right? But now, of course, everything's artificial flavors and crap. Um, yeah. So, speaking of wines, talking about wines before we get totally off that topic, because... It's the podcast. We're going to have topics, and then we're going to have breakout topics that I'll mark and will become videos on the channel. But if you guys ha- have the joy of being with me here, and thank you for being here in the live show, we get to talk about all kinds of crap. I'm going to take my glasses off, just kind of throw back. I might even crack that bottle of wine back there when we get a little later in the show. But uh, I don't know. Wine in Mexico. I- I'm going to be honest. Y- un desculpa mi amigos mexicanos. Amigos, es que es mejor hablar habla cara a cara y decir la verdad. Ok, entonces voy a decir. Pero en inglés. Y si no entiendes, no te preocupes. Ok. Um, in general, Mexican wine is not very good. They haven't quite figured it out yet, much like they haven't figured out European cheese and and artisan beer. Most of their alcoholic drinks that they're trying to mimic. Uh, European style drinks similar problem with coffee I think this comes and I've done a video on this I think this comes from Mexico's extreme pride in their food culture because their culture is considered a world heritage of foods and rightly so comida mexicano is amazing and it's nothing people say oh I went to Mexican food in the States I don't like Mexican food I'm like you didn't go to Mexican food you went to a Mexican restaurant in the US it's not the same and so Mexican food is very kind of founded in very simple, down home, inexpensive ingredients done right. And they're very good at that. But I think in the U.S. At least, I don't know about in other European countries, but in the US, we are a melting pot. We were at least we used to be. There used to be no immigration restrictions and we welcomed everybody. It wasn't it wasn't the fascist hole that it is now where we just abuse everybody for the power of politicians and government and then call it patriotism. Do I need to get off on an immigration tangent? No, no, let's not. Let's not on today's show. Well, I might, but I'm going to hold off because we're talking about the drinks in Mexico. Obviously, they're king of tequila, right? Because tequila is Mexicano. All right. So I'm not saying that Mexicanos don't know how to brew a good, a good, a good drink. Okay. But what happens is for the most part, and believe me, I've tried a lot. I could probably count on one hand the number of artisan, artisanal Mexican beers that were really good. They're okay, but that was really like, wow. And I've tried a lot of them. They generally, would Mexicanos make beer? I'm not talking about Dos Equis, Corona. Like these are, those are mainstream, equivalent to like, to like uh, Bud, Bud Light. Well, no, I don't want to say equivalent to Bud Light because they didn't go down that road, if you know what I mean. Equivalent to what's an American beer that, that people actually drink anymore. Uh, U.S. beer, I should say, because I'm in America as well. Let's not go down that rabbit hole either because I can go off on tangents with water. Okay, imagine if I was on wine. Imagine if the water turned to wine. What would happen? Okay, you don't want to go there. This is the Gavin Syme Resist show. Not the Gavin Syme Drunken Idiot show. Gosh, yeah, like Coors or something like that, James. I think that's a fair comparison. I always like, actually, I liked Mexican a mainstream beer when I was in the States. I always liked buying a box of Dos I thought that was almost an artisan beer, but that's just a normal beer that costs a dollar down here, right? So that's probably one of my favorites, Dos but But speaking of artisanal, like craft brews because there's a lot of cervecerias. If you come to the Central Mexico, Mexico City, Corretero, there's a lot of these cervecerias. They're nice restaurants. They're trying to do that U.S. kind of Colorado uh, cerveceria vibe. The only problem is uh, they kind of don't know how to make beer, <laughs> And again, I know I have some of my, some of you Mexicano friends listening, and forgive me, um, I have very st- high standards, and believe me, I apply the same high standards to the restaurants that I consult with as well. I do not tolerate a lousy cup of coffee from somebody down here, and I'm not going to pretend just to be polite and do this polite culture thing like, oh, it's really good. Like if they're coffee, if they don't know how to make an espresso, it's going to be like, yeah, you guys don't know how to make coffee. And... In general, going back to this concept in the in the United States, because we're a melting pot, we all grew up with all kinds of food, right? Mom made spaghetti. Mom made German sausages, right? That for most of us, unless you grew up in a, in a home that maybe was an immigrant family and had a very distinct food culture. Most of us just had a smattering of everything because we've grown up in that throughout the years. In Mexico, the food they eat in the homes is Mexican food, but real Mexican food, right? We're talking aqua chili. We're talking. uh Foyol, uh, bee stick and salsa verde, the kind of stuff that you don't normally even see in a Mexican restaurant. Very simple fare, normally not with mountains of cheese, uh, but you certainly see things in, in seafoods like the Camarones, the, the shrimp wrapped in bacon. Those are very common down here. So what happens is because they're so proud of their food, especially the mothers, that I've tried to tell I, and I've, I'm serious. I've tried to tell. I could tell you stories, guys, and I, I know we're supposed to get on with the show, but it's the show and we can do whatever the freak we want. All right. It's the it's the resist podcast. So I'm going to resist going fast. That's why I started a podcast. When I do individual videos, I have to go fast on this show. We don't have to go fast. We can talk. We can chat. I'm just going to try to keep the pace going. OK, so we're still on Mexico a little bit because I live here. I escaped the USA, right? You can find videos about that all over my channel. I have told the mothers they'll take, like, noodles. They, for example, Mexicanos think that because you take spaghetti noodles, therefore you're making spaghetti, which, of course, it's not. Now, I'm not saying our spaghetti and meatballs in the U.S. are culturally correct. That's not actually how Italians make spaghetti. But it's, it's say, like saying if I use lasagna noodles and then I, I squirt ketchup on them, Therefore, it's lasagna. No, you use lasagna noodles. You didn't use... You didn't make lasagna. So it'd be like the equivalent of us gringos if we say, hey, we're going to take a tortilla and we're going to put ground beef and sour cream in it and we're going to call it a taco. Um, well, we actually do that. <laughs> so we're doing the same thing. Um, they would laugh at us because that's not, that's not what a taco looks like. So... They're not very open-minded about outside foods. And if if a if a Mexican mother is like, Oh, I made spaghetti, and you're like, Oh, thanks, cool. Um, and then they're talking, do you like the spaghetti? It's like, yeah. It's not like I'm walking around looking to criticize the food they make, but if it comes up and I'm kind of like, Well, and um, this isn't spaghetti, it's like, yes, it is. I'm like, no, this is this is spaghetti noodles with like a weird, you know, with that you threw like chili on and maybe some ketchup. That's that's not spaghetti. And so I'll get in a debate sometimes with the madres mexicanos about this stuff, and they cannot be reasoned with. They're like, <sighs> you know, I mean, first of all, I'm a man, and it, a man in the culture here in the house is not the one in the kitchen, right? The women run the kitchen. In in culture in general here, so I'm cool with that. But I I do know how to cook, and I like to cook, and you're not going to tell me that that. A weak watered-down coffee is an espresso, just like you're not going to sell me a hamburger that has no meat in it or that's just garbage, right? This is really common in restaurants where they'll screw you over very low standards for hamburgers and hot dogs down here. So, whereas... Whereas... In the U.S., we pay a lot more for hamburgers. But if you're not buying a fast food hamburger, if you go for like a re- to a nice restaurant and get a hamburger, you expect it to be like hearty and real meat, not filled with junk. And I've literally gone to sit down restaurants here, and they were serving the crappiest of the crap, Sam's Club cheap hamburgers. And I'm like, this said it was a beef burger. And they're like, it's beef. And I'm like, this clearly has soy and a bunch of fillings and junk in it. And they're like, oh no, it's pure beef. And then a few minutes later, they come out with a, with a with a. To to be fair to this place, they actually came out with the box frozen burgers to confess that no it wasn't pure beef but this is very common because there's a lot of cheap street hamburgers that cost two bucks obviously you're not going to get a half a pound of beef in a two dollar hamburger hot dogs absolutely horrible don't even go there they have the Mexico has the worst hot dogs on planet earth the only sausage that Mexicanos understand is chorizo In a general sense, I'm not saying there's not Mexicanos that are culinary that don't understand this. I'm just talking about what you find in stores and stuff like that. So you cannot buy a beef hot dog in Mexico unless you go to, like, Costco. I've literally never seen a grocery store selling a beef hot dog. They're always the junky, garbagey. They're they're cheap, but they're like, you can buy ones that are pure turkey. So I guess that's kind of better. At least you kind of know what you're getting or, you know, pure pavo. Or, or pure pork, but mostly they're just total trash. They have that kind of mush. Like they don't grill well. You know how a cheapy hot dog doesn't really grill and sear; it just kind of burns. That's literally all the hot dogs in Mexico that you'll find in any any restaurant or street cart. So yeah, I, I, and to be clear, this is this is the Resist podcast. I'm resisting bad food right now. If you enter the other side, and we're talking comida mexicano, mariscos, camarones, aguachilis, uh, tacos, quesadillas, barbacoa, uh, berlia, these things are going to be amazing. All these different types of Mexicano food. I'm just making a point that we, we need to, to learn to be open-minded. Just like the U.S. is racist and closed-minded and, and become thinking has this mindset of we're great and we're better, Mexico, and Mexicanos are more humble and a more friendly people, but they are a little bit that way with their food. And so you got to be careful. Um, yeah. Chinese restaurants using spaghetti noodles instead of ramen, people putting, people putting, and, and Mexicans will literally argue. And I'm like, dude, you don't understand the food that you're talking about. Just because you're good at your cultural food does not mean you're good at all food in the world. This is, i'm I'm not even italian but i'm like that's not spaghetti that's not how a pizza should be it shouldn't be three inches thick and, and taste sweet like you put sugar in the dough and it's a it's a sweet bread um so yeah and i tony i've been to sonora terrible hot dogs now since it's closer to the border you might be able to find beef hot dogs in sonora but i never did And I'm sure you could find you will occasionally find delicatessens that have artisanal things. I'm starting to see a little more. I'm starting to see more like restaurants that are serving real German sausage, bratwurst, things like that. But it's rare, and the culture it's not really part of the culture, and it's not really common. It's not a household food. It's like a a luxury food that you might see in a restaurant or something like that. So these aren't things that are sold in the supermarkets in general. Um, But yeah, no, I mean. A can of ragu, I get that you can make an okay spaghetti with. It's not my favorite sauce. A homemade is better or something better. But you got to understand that in Mexico, even for somebody that's wanting to make spaghetti, you know in the States when you go to the spaghetti aisle and the pasta aisle and there's like 40 varieties of spaghetti sauce? Here there's like three. And the expensive one is ragu. Generic, ragu, basic, yeah. So that's you have to understand how... How much less of other cultural foods there are. If it's comida mexicana, you're going to find all the ingredients you need, right down to like snake skins and beef, whole beef heads that you boil in a pot and stuff that that's kind of wild. All right, eyeballs, like you name it, they eat it. They don't waste. Um, but but when it comes to some of this other stuff, yeah, you have you have total garbage spaghetti sauce garbage spaghetti sauce, and ragu, and those are your options. So if you want a good spaghetti sauce, you make it at home, or you buy a can of ragu, and then you spruce it up with maybe some mushrooms and some seasonings and things like that. So Mexicanos do not understand how behind they are culturally on understanding other cultures' foods. They they genuinely think, especially the mothers in their kitchens, I believe from what I've seen, that because they're really great at their own food, and they are—it's amazing. Don't get me—it's amazing. Like they can whip it up, and it's—I'm like, you made this with that? They're—they're they're good, okay. But don't think just because you know one thing that you always know another. Be a little open-minded. Is all I'm saying. Yeah, I—I I don't like the the whole head thing, like the the cabeza, um, the brains. Yeah, I'm just not going to brains. And they—they they have this other one, uh, like. They call it pancita. And when I first heard it, I thought it was like little breads. But no, it's like the intestines and the innards of the cow. Like, And like just the smell, just the smell of walking by these things. I'm like, oh, man, I'm going, I'm going over there for barbacoa, guys, because I, I can't even do this. There's some intense stuff. And props to Mexicanos for being so efficient. Like, they use the food. They do not waste, guys. They don't throw half of the stuff out not how they roll here. I think we've... I'm looking over your comments. And yeah, I see you guys getting this. I know a lot of you get this. And don't get me wrong. A lot of mexicanos get this, too. This is why when they try, like, a real European coffee, a properly made sausage... Uh, a properly made like breakfast, ham and eggs kind of breakfast, which is actually surprisingly rare here. So you, w- w- the close-minded thing of of northerners and gringos is we think, oh, the whole world does what we do because we're the greatest, right? That's also super arrogant. Like when I first came down here, br- there's basically no breakfast in the way that we understand breakfast, which is why when I'm in charge of management and talking to restaurants and stuff, it's like, no, if you want European, you need like English muffins. like And yeah, you have to make them. Because they're not sold in stores, you can't go to the supermarket and buy a pack of of Thomas English muffins. Those aren't a thing. They don't even know what they are. So there's a lot of things that are very different, and we, you just got to be open minded and flexible and, and try things, right? I, I struggle sometimes just to get the the quality of a hamburger bun that I want. Although there is very good, they have some very good bread stuff down here, but. Their breads are very different than a European bread. So you might go to a panaderia here and see something that kind of looks like a cinnamon roll, and then you taste it, and it's fine. And they might even be trying to promote it as a cinnamon roll, but it has no relationship to a really nice cinnamon roll or a Danish or something like that. It doesn't have the European texture. It's not made in the same way. It's made with different ingredients, normally inexpensive ones, because that's the culture here, and they can do amazing things with that okay let's move on from this convo and move on to a few other things so that we don't get too crazy uh yes i'm still very active in photography that's my my main job because as you guys can see uh, how many super chats have i got today 64 of you have you seen a lot of super chats no that's why i have to work my ass off the rest of the day because this channel youtube channels don't actually pay money i'm here just to hang out and have fun maybe eventually the resist podcast will be popular um Amazon does deliver to Mexico, I would, uh, and, and yes, it's, and there's the other one that's big here is Mercado Libre, which is the Amazon, Amazon's biggest competitor, and in Mercado Libre, you'll find more, like, grocery items, and, and you want to buy a kilo of rice, or something like that, and have it delivered, and they have all of that stuff. Um, Pozzoli with pig's feet, anything with feet, I, oh, don't even get me started on feet. We could go, to, we could do the whole show on food, you guys. They take, oh, these are people I know. They eat the chicken's feet, right? Now I, I get the idea that you would put the whole chicken, less the guts, hopefully. <laughs> that you put the chicken's feet in a beef stock, right? Because you're boiling it; it's fat. But and I rate. Really, I was the chicken guy when we were kids, right? I know where those feet have been. Oh man! They take the feet and they cook them in, a chi- in the chicken in the chicken broth, right? So they make a broth like a chicken stock. And then they'll put it on, they'll have tortillas, of course, and things like that with it. But the feet are almost like a delicacy. So the little girls, it's not like, oh, we're poor. We can only eat the chicken feet, right? No. They use the animal if they're going to kill the animal. They don't waste it, which is good. But I, I kid you not, they will take the feet. Let me see if I can mimic. They'll grab the foot by the shank out of the pot. And they'll just be like, they'll be sucking it off the toes. And, and the, the sound smell, and it's like, oh, and, and like the fat, and it's like, gushy, and it's, it's, ew, excuse me, I gotta run. Okay, I'm better. Whew. This, this show is getting crazy. I told you guys the podcast edition of The Resist Show was gonna be crazy, but let's keep moving, because speaking of resistance, have you guys been following the the Maui thing, because what strikes me on the Maui thing, let me see if I can get, hold on a second, I think my mini screen, oh, I see what's wrong, hang on, I'm going to fix this real quick, if I can, although I think I know what's going on here, I had some canvas resizing going on before the show started, if you're on the audio feed, just, uh, Bear with me here, because I'm adjusting some of our stream. By the way, if you're listening on the audio feed and you're like, "Hey, I got time," uh, I try to. If I'm if I'm if I'm on the video feed, I try to explain things for the audio feed, right? So that is to say, I'm tr- I'm going to try and make sure. Where's this at? That if I'm talking about something specific that I'm like, hey, here's what I'm here's what I'm looking at, right, so that we kind of have a interconnect with you guys. What I'm trying to figure out is where my mini camera went for when I go to screen mode. Transform center. Uh, there it is. It, it, it went off of the canvas. So this is like the mini screen of when I'm watching something, so I can put myself there. There we go. Now you should see me coming in there. Sorry for those of you on the audio feed. I was just doing some housekeeping before I started the show. Okay, looking at your comments, um, and JH, you are probably right about the chicken's feet, but it still grosses me out. I, I, I get that us gringos are kind of spoiled. Like, I, I don't, I'm not trying to be like, um, you know, do this whole like entitled thing. That we're kind of spoiled and we're very wasteful as a culture. We throw so much away, and so I I do admire. Like I don't love killing animals for meat. You know, it's it's kind of like part of the of of nature and it's the reality of it. But like humanity is a bit brutal, and I think if you're going to to kill an animal, it should be used. And I admire that they really do use it um so let's talk about this this maui thing come back to this we might have talked about this on the last show and what's actually kind of shocking me and i'm almost expecting these to go online we're actually seeing we are actually seeing mainstream news articles what they've done is so egregious and the the, the blue isis terrorist police in maui are so went so far that mainstream news is actually talking about this. And you're, I'm seeing these That's mainstream news videos. videos. Over a million times. It tells the story of Front Street in those crucial hours. Just end with roadblocks, but it began with... Them. They're, They're actually talking these, about how these fires came in. And I, get this, you guys. The police blocked the roads of people escaping, right? I mean, these people were part of of causing the deaths of these people and Maui so instead of being able to drive out people were having to flee to the water as these fires were coming through because they were blocking the roads and then as i got into lahaina i'll put the link they to were this directing us all around through these back streets and branches were coming down on his way to kanapali herzog started filming as he entered town sensing unusual conditions the winds always, always fail if the there's police around. Rule number one: always fail. He was later heading home, southbound highway at Kea before the Cannery Mall. Herzog backtracked to where Front Street meets the you highway. Get this, are you traffic traffic well I'm skiffing, enough, right? if that time to see their on their the video, near links. Luna here and, at 3:02 p.m. Showing, but then Herzog says traffic snarled with down trees, so camera she's up. So you got a fire of whatever started this, right? We've talked about that in some of the other videos. Um, Police in Lahaina, Maui. These police were actually... Preventing. Imagine this, and imagine people tolerating this. We have to stop tolerating when police do this stuff. You, we've got to. We've got to stop having this mindset. I know, like police murder us in the states, right? In Mexico, you would literally just run right past the roadblock if something was going on, and people wouldn't wouldn't just like be like, "Yes, sir," and turn around. They'd be like, "Screw you, we're going," and and the police wouldn't dare do anything, uh, um, if it was a serious situation like this, right? But here, you have police blocking the roads of people running for their lives can you imagine the level how low you have to be to participate in that public it's all in the name of safety right we're protecting people so i just don't know if you guys have seen any of this um it's crazy and i know that there's talk of you know these fires were started and all this stuff. And and look, on a few videos back, we did a video a while back, and we were looking at at the aluminum rims on the cars, right? All these cars burned in the middle of a highway with no trees around them, all burned to a crisp to the point where the, the rims were melted and they were pools of metal in the street. Now, have you ever seen, have you ever seen a wildfire or a car fire even, like that just melted the rims? I haven't, something doesn't make sense there. Um. Now, those people who were blocked burned to death. I mean, that's an exaggeration because the guy that recorded the video is narrating his own video, right? But what it did cause, it caused people to lose their vehicles. And yes, I have no doubt that their blocking of roads and preventing of people's travel and preventing evacuation did cost lives. It doesn't mean, like, everybody that that was trying to escape was locked in and burned, like, locked inside the burning church kind of thing. It, no. Let's not exaggerate our side either, but should the people involved in this be investigated for the murders? Yeah. For manslaughter? Yeah. Should they be charged with crimes? Yeah. These are real crimes. They were using force, threats of force against people, right, when you block a road and you're standing there with guns saying, you shall not pass, that is a threat of deadly force to prevent someone evacuating the dangerous situation. That's a big crime, you guys. Right. The church is on fire. You're standing in the door with a gun saying you can't leave. Now, that might be a little more of an extreme situation because most of these people did get out. But how many? How many? How many died because of this? I would like to see, Jody, a car fire melt aluminum ribs because in the video we did a few weeks ago here on the channel and we were looking this over. And we're talking. I'll pull it up. I mean, it's it's on here. Where's where's the video that I just did where we were talking about Lahaina? I think it was one of my recent live streams. For those in the audio podcast, um, I'll, I'll explain what I'm seeing here. It was it was my video called "Honest Questions About the Maui Fire," and I will go to that right here. And you can you can go to it as well. Hey everybody, it's Gavin Syme. Welcome to the Gavin Syme Show. See my this friends. show's live. Free. So if you flip this through this, I'm not going to make you watch this whole video. But we went through and we were looking at some interviews, interviews and stuff. And at, we went through and looked at these so cars. So that could be the explanation. I thought, I Coming generally back, thought. Look at this. What I'm wondering, when I first saw. I generally thought this was a scene out of a video game, right? All these cars on a road on the waterfront, right? So there's no, like, trees right next to them. Like, I, I've never seen cars burn like this. Ever. Now, I don't know. Maybe Look at this. Look at this. Like melted. And and in this same video, I went and found others. I went and found other videos, right? Because I'm from Washington. We're like the wildfire state. And so we went in this video, and I'll skip ahead here so we don't have to what- You can go watch this whole video if you want. But I went to this video of this Eastern Washington fire that took almost a whole town and you, we were going through and you can see where these cars were burned in a very similar fashion and their wheels were in no way melted. Right. The the rubber burned off. And, and I was just, and so like, something doesn't make sense at all. Right. With any of this Lahaina stuff, with any of it. And so I, 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 we've kind of talked about it before. I've raised some questions before, but I, I just thought let's let's raise that again because it's it's really shady. It's really, really shady, and it doesn't make any sense at all. I don't know if you guys. I'm still catching up on this one. This this crazy, sad earthquake in Morocco. Uh, a lot of people. Uh, Six point eight. On the scale, earthquake in Morocco and a lot of deaths going on. And this happens. Some of these some of these Latin American countries get big earthquakes. I think it was the year I came into Mexico, there was a huge earthquake in in Mexico City uh, that caused a lot of death and a lot of damage. And these are scary things. I mean, this earthquake stuff. What I do see, it actually does raise a question, right? So hang on, let me go back to here. I'm gonna put a marker in the in the show right now. What do we got? We got 60 of you in here. We're doing okay. We're doing okay. And I'm waiting for our topic of the day from you guys, so you guys can discuss what should be our 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 listener contributors' topic of the day. I want to look at something though, and this is a question, and it comes to mind when you have things like these these big earthquakes. All right, we have. You know these big earthquakes in Morocco, and where it goes bad fast if, is if you're inside buildings, especially apartment buildings, condensed housing area. I mean, really, it's it's rough stuff here, right? This is this is not good stuff, and and my prayers are going out to these people, and and I know that doesn't seem like much, but I'm not there. I, and, I, and I'm not a wealthy person, so it's not like I'm like, oh, send a bunch of people to fix that, to help those people. And hopefully they're they're getting some help, and and looks like the community is coming together. But when I see things like this, and you see buildings collapsing in poorer countries a lot of times. You see, we see this in Mexico a few, couple of years ago, one of the, the trains, one of the transit trains in Mexico City collapsed straight up due to bad construction, right? And just collapsed. Um, And so big scandal, because what happens is these corrupt government contractors, they don't they don't go and hire out the contract to the lowest bidder that has a good reputation. They hire out the lowest the contract to the the bidder that will give the give them the biggest kickback. That'll give them the biggest bribe. So if you bid a contract for like a, building a road here, the state or federal officials. And I'm sure this happens in the states, but it's much more blatant here. They're, they're much worse at hiding their corruption here. And it's, it's really a vergüenza, like the, that this is tolerated by people. People are paying outrageous prices for gas and things like that. And these officials, these government officials that are setting up these contracts, you, d- if you're a contractor, let's say that builds roads, you don't get the job unless you give 20, 30% back to them. So these people are getting big bucks for giving out these contracts. It's not like a super public thing. And and there has over the years become got to be more laws about this in the US because obviously this happened a lot. It's happening a ton here. So what you do is you get contractors on the private sector, you get someone building a house and they just go for the lowest, crappiest contractor they can get to make it cheap. This just happened a couple weeks ago where a in Valle de Bravo, a, a house collapsed, um, like the balcony of a house collapsed in an Airbnb and killed two people. And, I'm, and it got me thinking, let's go back to this Mexico City thing for a while. This train, we're talking like a main public transit train, right? And this wasn't some weird freak accident. This happened due to bad maintenance, bad ex- inspection, and bad construction, essentially. And if if we look at this, what was... Uh, 26 deaths right so compared to this earthquake in morocco no but i mean it doesn't matter this is this is a big accident and what's crap is that it's not like an accident it's like it just happened it it shouldn't have happened now you could you could look at things that happen like this in the states too i get this like the minnesota the twin cities bridge collapse right bad inspection bad maintenance it's not like this doesn't happen but You see a road down here. You have these roads that we're driving on that are 500 years old that are still working, and yet they hire these contractors to come in and put a new asphalt, a new concrete road in, and five years later it's trash because they're not putting the bases down. They just built a new road right out in front of my place, and like it was a, they did it fast, right? But there was hardly any prep work, hardly any base put down, and I'm looking at this road like it's nice now, but I, I bet you in two years it'll be it'll be totally potholed again. And then some corrupt contractor will be paying again. I believe it was a state job. The state in Corretero State and all of Mexico, pretty notorious for this. But what happens? So if you're a contractor, this kind of work attracts the contractors, obviously, they are more corrupt. Because to get the job, they're going to have to do bribes and then they're going to cut corners over here to pad their pockets as well and get a kickback. If you're part of the part, part of the, part of the club, you're part of the club. You're going to get in on that, right? Now, this causes a little less direct harm if it's just an asphalt road through town. But when you're talking about bridges, uh, when you're talking about, you know, basic public infrastructure and what the topic of this, what I wanted to ask you guys, because, you know, I'm always very libertarian, very anti-regulation. But I think there's a point where the people are allowed especially on public projects we can make regulations for the government right so there should definitely be regulations for building standards on in on public projects where there people are held accountable but i saw this other thing um where these people were in an airbnb right and Let me see if I can find it here. These people were in an Airbnb, and here we go. Here's an article on it right here. And basically, I think two or three people died. And sometimes you see these stories and you're like, how did these people die? But it's so easy to die, guys. It's just, it's so easy to die. And I'm, it just sucks for these people's families, right? So this is my question, then. Ugh, so much crap on the screen. Always. Sol de Taluca. Um, and so what this is saying is a, a house collapsed. It wasn't the whole house, but you can see it's like this large piece of concrete. So basically, they were in this like vacation rental Airbnb in Valle Bravo, which is a t- l- beautiful tourist lake town. We go down there paragliding sometimes. And I don't know if they were jumping around on this or not, but it, it shouldn't matter. It's a house. It's meant to hold people. And this balcony collapsed and, and like two people died in this thing. Right here, here's a closer up photo right here. They're putting ads over everything, lovely. Um, and so you can see that it's this kind of vacation house and this whole thing just collapsed. And I'm guessing somebody was underneath it or something like that. But like, there's zero excuse for this happening. They were driving a truck on it. You can see these beams and the, the way this was constructed. It looks like they use, you know, uh, just bad materials, bad construction. And the whole thing just collapsed on these people that were having a vacation that ended in disaster. Now, which raises the question because I'm always like very anti-government, like you 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 have to be able to build on your own property. But then if, if you're killing people because you built crappily, how does that work, right? So on the one hand, you don't want, the government shouldn't be allowed to come on your private property and say, no, you can't build a shed, you don't have a permit. I shouldn't need permission to build a shed, to build a new kitchen, to add on to my house on private property, and yet, I do want to be honest and present the contrast, because even though these regulations exist in Mexico, I get to see firsthand how people's corrupt nature in a more libertarian society affects them, which doesn't mean I'm advocating that we make fascist rules for everything. But it does raise questions. How do we make accountability? Right. So do you do you say if you're building a public space, do you do you have to get it inspected? right? Because it's there's going to be people in there. If you're building a shopping mall, should it have to be inspected? Should you have to get a permit? If you're building a house, should you have to get a permit? That's your private property. That seems like a real different level to me if you want to do something on your private property. But then you enter the era of the internet, right? Originally, you didn't build that house as a commercial space. But now you put it on Airbnb, and you're renting it out to strangers that don't necessarily know limitations or what to do or what not to do because it's not their home okay so should you have to have insurance if you're renting your house out to strangers should you have to have it inspected before you rent it out to strangers right because at that point you're entering a commercial contract with people and then you kill them because you hired the absolute cheapest crap contractor that you could to use the cheapest crap materials you could what's your accountability see what i'm saying here And so I see this a lot, because even though most of the dumb regulations, oftentimes dumb, sometimes a little logical, most of the time over the top for for the sake of corruption. So even though the regulations exist here, in practice, people ignore regulations, right? They ignore traffic rules. I see them running stop signs, red lights, semi trucks, screaming through red lights, at 60 miles an hour when you're about to go from the side street i mean and so what i see is because there's much less consequence for reckless driving they cut you off all the time drive drunk all the time you go out friday saturday night and you're not in a big vehicle they're cutting you off they're aggressive they're angry they're drunk normal normal stuff on mexican roads right but on the other hand i'm like whoa 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 you shouldn't be stealing people's money in their car et cetera And putting them in jail if they haven't hurt anybody. Now, if someone's drunk, should the police then... I've always said, hey, if someone's drunk, the police should make them stop, Andy Griffith style, and they can't drive anymore. It's dangerous, right? But they've turned it into an extortion racket in the state. They've turned it into a way to fill jails, into demonizing people. Because somebody texting can be just as dangerous. A mom doing her makeup. A tired driver. Can be just as dangerous as a drunk one right so drunk ones are an easy target and obviously they try and do checkpoints and stuff down here but those are a violation of your right to travel somebody driving drunk if somebody's all over the lane and driving like an idiot what should a peace officer's actual job be you stop them you have a conversation and you see what's going on and if they're drunk and acting like an idiot you say bro no i'm going to take you home we're going to leave the car here right you can't drive anymore tonight now i think that's a reasonable action so can you can you have Force. this is the question can you have a relative peace and safety without ridiculous permits and fascism because i get to see both sides of this in a very interesting way that if you live in the states you've literally never seen in your lifetime right because we're talking about a level of personal freedom down here that is much higher the consequences for reckless driving are very low if you're in a pickup truck and you cut off some car because they 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 touched their brakes in front of you because you were tailgating and then you cut them off and almost cause an accident. There's no consequence unless you ruin your car, unless you actually cause an accident, which you might do as well, right? Speed limits, non-relevance. I mean, sure, you go to Mexico City and they'll set up speed traps and stuff. But in general, if the speed is is 80, people are like people are like flashing their lights and angry behind you if you're doing 120. I'm talking kilometers an hour, not miles per hour. Uh, so you know, it's but still, if you're on a, if I'm on a highway. At night, bad lighting, the speed limit is 90 kilometers an hour. I'm doing 110. The, 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 the drunk guy in his pickup truck behind me is, is, is three feet behind me flashing his lights because I'm trying to pass another car over here and he's angry and cutting me off and wanted to pick me a fight. I've literally had guys like pull up, pull out in front of me and jump out of their cars and I just pulled around them and went on my way. I've showed you guys these videos. I've showed you guys these videos. But my question for you is where does responsibility begin in a world of freedom? How, If we were rebuilding, how would we do that? Because obviously we've gone way too far with permits and permissions. The government controls everything. Everything's about making money for the government with permits. I think the first rule should be a permit from the government. They can't charge for it. It has to be free. If, if, we're, if we're creating, right, if we as a community say we're going to create peace officers and, and administrators, okay, and we're going to pay them. We're paying them with our tax money. And yes, property tax shouldn't even exist. That's just theft. Well, all, ta- all taxation by force is theft. I get that. But if we say as a community, we're going to pitch in, this is the form that we're going to do it in, right? So that we can have people that clean the streets and we can have people that manage the water and we can have people that do fires and we can have a peace officer, right? If we do all those things, that's going to happen in any society that's trying to make itself orderly. Some of it may be volunteer, some of it may not be. But I think the first rule should be, if if you're saying, I'm building a new store, and we say, all right, you have to get it inspected and get a permit that it's been done correctly, right? You have to have it approved before you open it and have people walking into your shopping mall so it doesn't collapse on them, which, yes, has happened and killed many, 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 many people. And then they say, oh, sorry, we can't help you. So, yeah, we have to have in in freedom. We also have to understand that there's accountability, but a permit shouldn't cost. And if we're talking about the civics of creating a government and I know I know the hardcore, the, you know, the the in this topic, people are going to say, oh, no, all governments are evil. I know all governments turn evil. But if you if you build a community and you say, hey, we're going to have a community watch, we're going to have a guy in charge of the fire. We're going to have a guy in charge of making sure no one steals. You just made a government. That's what you did. A government will always form, period. The difference is how many limits you put on it, and do you tolerate it becoming absolutely fascist like in the States? I don't necessarily have an answer for this question. I'm just presenting you some real-world scenarios. How do? How in Mexico? Why in Mexico do you not have speed traps on every corner In, in town, right? People speed, people drive recklessly, but guess what? Speed bumps are all over the roads in town. You can't drive 200 yards without hitting the speed bump, and sometimes they are big. I'm serious. I have hit speed bumps that I didn't realize were there, and I was going too fast, and immediately broke my suspension. We're not talking about a little mall bump. We're talking about sometimes bumps that are this tall, and if you hit those at 40 miles an hour, you are going to be snapping your CVs. Guess what? People slow down. No cops, no guns, no enforcement. It's automatic. Now, these these speed bumps, they need some standards, because sometimes they're constructed so bad that literally your car scrapes on them, because they're way too high. Like, there needs to be a standard there as well. But in closing of this topic, where should public safety be considered in freedom? And how do we manage that in a way without violating people's individual rights? I think speed bumps are a perfect example. Because in Mexico, you very rarely see traffic enforcement. You're starting to see more because, of course, the thugs want to copy the U.S. and extort people. But people don't like it. It pisses people off here. So you rarely see except in big cities like raid, cops hiding in corners with radar guns and stuff like that occasionally in big cities um and even then you just they they don't actually chase you down they try and wave you over and i just ignore them and drive by and nothing happens but a tope a speed bump you slow down period or you will slow down cuz your car is broken and to me that's the most libertarian solution do the speed bumps annoy me heck yeah like when you don't see a speed bump and they should have to be marked they should have to be painted community puts in a speed bump they don't paint it now i wasn't going that fast i just didn't see the speed bump because they didn't mark it right and they're damaging my vehicle now you have another question there's always a new line of questioning but in general the speed bumps work i have been on highways before where they put a random speed bump in and didn't mark it correctly i was endangering no one i was just going the a, a sane speed and and hit it so hard that it broke suspension and I think I took air on the car on that one because I was doing probably 65 and it was a big tope. pay. No excuse for that. Local government should be held accountable for the damage to your vehicle. And of course, we know how that works. That is, maybe I'll do a breakout video of this. I'm gonna mark it and close it down. But I just wanted to bring up this topic on the show today. Where does safety, sanity, and making a peaceful community Interact inter intersect with freedom and individual rights And I know we could talk for shows and shows and shows about the philosophy and the civics of this But I just wanted to give you some examples today. All right Okay, let's see Very good coming back to your comments since we finished that topic 60 of you still in here in the live show what time is it Mm Mm-hmm good very good um just looking over looking over the stuff looking over the notes the comments and yeah i mean self-sufficiency is good we just have to realize if you're going to have like the atheist you know hard libertarian commentary that there's also like the real world of what's actually going to happen communities are going to form and that's important that's very important so take it seriously (sighs) <sighs> Pero bueno. Bueno. Mm-mm-mm. Looking over your comments, guys. For those in the podcast, that's what I'm doing here. Just looking over the comments. I'll probably... I, cut a, I try to cut a little of this laggy stuff out of the podcast. All right. Thanks, Joey. Defend your base. Appreciate that super chat. First super chat of the night from Defend Your Base for the tacos. Thank you all. Uh, bit the uh, the YouTube revenue and and revenue in general has been a little slow lately so I do appreciate the support because it's it's been a tough month actually Um, but I'm still trying to get the content out and and a shout out to our our channel backers as well and you see that when a channel backer comments in the chat like James did earlier they got a little symbol next to him as a channel backer so let's see It always starts with a speed bump. Then you end up addicted to the government tweak. But no, because a speed bump is is a true libertarian solution. A speed bump says there's kids playing in this neighborhood. You will not be going 80 miles an hour through here and acting like an idiot. And I'll tell you what, the reason I brought this up, they just redid a road out here. And it had speed bumps. When they redid the road, they took the speed bumps out. They put the new road in. Guys, the people, like... Those of us like you and me that think logically, we're like, we want freedom and we're going to be responsible with it because we understand personal accountability. But you do have to realize that most people don't respect personal accountability. The people were driving like absolute lunatics on this road out here. And there's houses and there's kids. They're doing 80 miles an hour down this road in a residential area. And there's no cops. Nobody's out here in a speed trap. Nobody was being given tickets for speeding, guys. So what do you prefer? How do you control it? You either control it by force or you engineer a solution that organically solves the problem. And that's why even though the speed bumps really annoy me because they slow you down a lot when you're driving down here. Sometimes they're a little overkill, but when the speed bumps were taken out on this road, they were pedal to the metal. Zero consideration, guys, from a good portion of the drivers for the fact that the kids are walking up and down, that there's a school right down here. I mean, they it was. It, I was like, wow, you guys are not thinking. All right. And so it's something to think about because it's easy to talk about our anarchy and our libertarianism. But what I actually am enjoying down here is because there's so much more personal freedom, I get to see in a real world what's happening because of this that's that's something because philosophy's one thing putting something into action is another it's like socialism sounds pretty good on paper but it never works because of the nature of 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 man which is why the us is failing more and more because it's a very socialist country very socialist and very fascist okay um if you honk the horn for good luck, Gardner, when you drive over speed bumps down here, you're going to annoy people because you would literally be honking the horn like every, every 15 seconds. So, um, I, I get honking the horn for good luck, but I, I'm not going to, I'm not going to take up that down here. Um, but no, the speed bumps thing is actually beautiful because you almost never see cops riding speeding tickets uh, in, in, in communities and things like that. They don't have a designated speeding cop just out to extort you. The cops will try to extort you if you don't defend your rights, but not over speeding tickets. Okay. Um, And let's keep going here because it's getting late. I'm going to wrap up the show soon. Can we talk about any topic? You guys can talk about any topic in the chat, as long as you're respectful to within reason. I won't talk about any topic, but if you guys have a topic that together people agree they want to talk about, then yes because i do want you guys to input and help guide the show here okay we talked about this hawaii thing um let's see what else did i have talked about this earthquake in morocco um i do you know what let's do you guys know that this is actually the anniversary of of them trying to murder Jeff Winehouse. Hope you guys are thinking about our prisoners today, the Shaver Coxes, the Jeff Winehouses, Leonard Peltier's. Throw your throw your prisoners' names out there. Keep their names on their lips. Don't let them don't let them fade away. That's important. Because we have a nation and a world run by psychotic cops and criminals. And the worst of the criminals are are right there, right? But I want you guys to check out the video I did. If you did and share this, give Jeff's get Jeff's name out there a little bit today, um, and I'll put it I'll put it in the in the chat as well, and link it in the show notes. But you guys can and you guys can go check out this video. Where I'm sure if you watch my channel, you've heard of this, but Missouri State Police. They uh, they put four, two in the chest and four in the head on Jeff, and when he survived, his penalty for surviving, he didn't do anything to them. They, they had confiscated some stuff of his illegally with an illegal search warrant. They lured him out to an empty field and said, we're going to give you a step back, and they opened up on him, and you can see all that in this video. It was miraculously, especially for like 10 years ago, he's been in prison, I think it's, is it 10 years or is it 11 or 12 now? It's crazy. I'm losing track of the years. It's awful. He's still in prison. I, I heard from him this last week. Talked to him on the phone a little bit. But uh, definitely share this video. This is my newest version of the Jeff video that I just did this year to kind of summarize it a little in, in, in a concise form and have a video that's not too long, that's not sensationalized, that just really gets the facts out there on this Jeff Winehouse case and that has the raw footage in it. And so definitely... Check this out, because these psychopaths, they they tried to murder him. They tried to murder Jeff. He should have died, but miraculously, uh, by God's grace, he didn't. And he survived. And, I mean, they're walking up to him like, yep, he's done. I mean, they directly tried to assassinate him on camera, and then they put him in prison. For saying that he tried to murder them when it literally never happened, and there's a video. That's how crazy. So, so when you see things, right? We have we have this uh, this actor that they put in prison this week. Let's talk about that. Speaking of prisons, you know. Speaking of prisons. Speaking of prisons, let's change. To another topic and related to the USA's insane justice system, and this is not going to be a popular opinion. I'll probably get flamed for it, just like, just like anybody that defends this kind of stuff or that questions this kind of stuff, gets flamed for it. In fact, who's the actor right now that they just put in prison? Looking for the, looking for the article here. This uh, actor from the Seventies Show. They just sentenced to 30 years to life for rapes that supposedly occurred a decade ago. Um, And I just wanna talk about this for a second, guys, because as a man, and I think it's important Especially as men that we talk about this it's important as men that we respect other people that we that we keep teach our kids to love freedom and, and stand up against bullies and not be bullies. It's important as men that we have values. It's important for me as, as a as a man that I teach my kids to have values and respect others and try to act like Christ. But whatever your beliefs are it's important as men that we take our role as men seriously. Okay. And. I'm looking at this story with Danny Masterson, and, and and Ashton Kutcher came out, and Ashton Kutcher came out and basically said, this is bogus, it, not quite that directly, he didn't say nothing happened, He's he didn't put himself all out there, but he basically came out because they're friends, and Ashton Kutcher came out and, and stood up for him. And of course, Ashton Kutcher is getting flamed because the lynch mob sucks. But here's what I'm getting at with today's topic, guys. It's not safe to be a man. I get that that there's, there's lots of times when men take advantage of women. And it's important as if you're a real man, you shouldn't be letting that fly. It's important we stand up for each other and love our neighbor. But this psychotic mindset of all men are rapists, you can be sent to prison for nothing. I know people. We got people like Jim Hamilton, Right? Jim Hamilton's another guy. He's actually in the same prison that Jeff Winehouse is in. He didn't, he had a prostitute, and that's a whole other topic, right? Probably a good thing to avoid, guys. But he had a prostitute that over some dispute he didn't pay, so they framed him for rape. And he went, he got 300 years in prison because they, they just did a total sham of a trial. And those kind of trials, These sex trials are always complicated because if you're an ignorant member, and I know we're going to see some comments from the ignorant people in here that didn't actually bother to look into it. They hear rape, they hear pedophile, and they're like, string them up because they don't actually care about justice. And if you're one of those people, you need to repent, you need to shut up, and you need to start looking into things. Because being convicted, like, oh, well, he's he's a rapist, we, he was convicted in the court. I don't care if somebody was convicted in the court. Being convicted in a court in the United States especially means absolutely nothing. Literally no evidence is required, especially in sexual cases, even more so with sexual cases regarding to children. And you numb nuts out there that don't care about your neighbor and that don't care about justice and that never learned to pick up a freaking constitution, and read it, and that never learned to actually study facts. You numb, not mob members that are like, "Finally, he's in prison." When you have no idea, did you have? Did you look? Did you go look at most of these sex cases that come down? Have you ever noticed a distinct pattern? There's never any evidence. He said. A woman said. Three women said. Do you realize how easy it is to get three women to make a claim when you're a famous person, and they they stand something to gain. Now, I'm not necessarily saying that Danny Masterson didn't do anything bad. I think I see a lot of times these sex cases, and I'm like, you know what? This is a good reason for us not to be screwing around all the time and and to take it slow, right? But that doesn't mean you're a rapist. What you have, and I looked into this trial, and I'm like, it's all like, oh, some girl said. It's, whoa, you come out, and 10 years later, like, well, this happened. And here's the crazy thing. Everybody's like, oh, he's such a loser. He deserves to do in prison because you're not doing your research. Look, if someone rapes somebody and there's evidence for it, there should be consequences, Right. If someone's abusing children for real, there should be consequence and before you even talk about it, you should learn what a child actually is and what a not child is, what a prepubescent and what a teenager and what an adult and use the words and stop calling everybody you don't like a pedophile because you sound like an absolute redneck idiot when you do. So just stop. It's stupid. it's, it's, It's idiocy and it's a violation of due process. So, Ashton Kutcher's coming out and they were friends on this 70s show. And honestly, I don't know for sure, but this strikes me like a complete scam. Now, you guys know that I'm a little bit of a buddy with Ashton Kutcher. I don't know him, by the way. But when, when 2014 came out and my pulling over a cop video came out, Ashton Kutcher said that I was his hero. I was his new hero. I'm guessing that I'm, I'm not. I mean, this was like, this was like nearly 10 years ago. If I was to hazard a guess, I'm probably not Ashton Kutcher's hero anymore um but but at one time i i gavin Syme was ashton kutcher's hero and i'm sick of everything everybody being a rapist and i'm sick of everyone saying like i'm a man's man like this feminism this toxic feminism against men and yet as soon as a court trial comes out And it says, so-and-so convicted of abusing a minor. So-and-so convicted of rape. You're all like, string him up, string him up. You're the one actually promoting the toxic feminism, asshole. Like, which is it going to be? Are you going to say, hold on, what did he actually do to the girl and how old was she? Right? Instead of doing this macho thing, but actually all of this is being promoted by this feminist, men are evil mindset. And so on the one hand, but to, to bridge the gap, what are they doing? They're giving you all the crazy stuff, you know, the, the now men are women and all this stuff so they can get the right also turning against and fil- the, the people and, and saying they're perverts because a lot of people out there, there's a lot of perverted stuff going on out there, I get that. So I'm not saying that people shouldn't be held accountable. I'm saying that we've forgotten the fundamental principle of due process. Let's go back to Blackstone. It's better that 10 guilty escape than that one innocent suffer. I want you to ask yourself that next time you're looking at one of these cases, is the evidence 100% clear? Now, let's be clear. The Danny Masterson should not be in jail right now. The Danny Masterson trial was illegal, 100% illegal. And I will show you why the Danny Masterson trial was illegal. Let's go to the Bill of Rights. The good old Bill of Rights, right? Doesn't give us our rights. It's a reminder of them. All right. And let's go through and go to the Bill of Rights. We could go through various amendments here, right? But I think the most important one is probably, give me just a second to look through, I got my little U.S. Constitution, we're talking U.S. Constitution, not Mexican Constitution right now. I do use both, make a note here, I do use both, but In particular, let's look at the Fifth Amendment. The good old Fifth Amendment. Pretty simple. Where's the Fifth? There it is. Let me read you, if I may, the Fifth Amendment. And now, bear in mind, this was Masterson's second trial. Okay, this is the first thing. So, first of all, we have this mindset all men are rapists, right? And, and, you know, girl's sixteen. James is eighteen. He's a pervert. He's a pedophile. No, he's not. It's literally has it nothing. Doesn't matter if the girl's sixteen and he's forty. That doesn't make him a pedophile. Now, you as the parent might say, "No, no, no. I don't want to do, go there." Absolutely doesn't make it. a pedophile is a prepubescent child. Get your words right or shut your mouth. Stop using words that destroy people's lives, that fuel lynch mobs, that kill people and that put them in prisons because you are too stupid to crack a book. I'm sick of it, you guys. I know I'm getting a little rough on this, but I am so tired of the sex crime crap. I'm also tired of this of, 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 of an idea that that is a lot less prevalent than it used to be. But, you know, oh, boys will be boys. They can do what they want. People have to be held accountable for their actions. And I'm not trying to downplay that. So don't you try and play this game of a, Gavin's a pervert himself. That's why he supports, that's why he supports, uh, he's defending Danny Masterson. I don't know Danny Masterson. I do know that I looked into this case and I saw no credible evidence being talked about. But even if, You can find credible evidence. Danny Masterson's conviction is 100% illegal. Let's get back to that Fifth Amendment, shall we? No person shall be held to answer for a capital or otherwise infamous crime unless on the presentment or indictment of a grand jury, except in cases arising in the land or naval forces or in the militia, when in actual service, time of war, or public danger. Nor shall any person, this is the key point here, Nor shall any person be subject to the same offense to be twice put in jeopardy of life or limb. Nor shall be compelled in any criminal case to witness against himself. Nor shall be deprived of life, liberty, or property without due process of law. Nor shall private property be taken for public use without just compensation. Fifth Amendment. Pretty straightforward, guys. Pretty straightforward. But the key point in this particular amendment that I'm going up with this case that instantly invalidates the conviction is that no person shall be twice put in jeopardy. And as soon as you do a second trial, they couldn't convict on the first. The jury could not reach a unanimous decision which is required to convict. It means there was doubt that the evidence was legitimate, you guys. It is better that 10 guilty escape than that one innocent suffer. Danny Masterson's conviction is illegal. It doesn't matter if you like him. It doesn't matter if you think maybe he did something wrong, but you don't know. So stop pretending you do because the fact that a kangaroo trial convicted him in no way means he's a rapist. And I've seen no evidence whatsoever that proves he's a rapist. Do you guys know that the girlfriend? From my understanding, if you can find other information, the, the, the girlfriend, one of the girlfriends that said he raped her continued being his girlfriend. Does that make sense? When someone rapes you do, you, do you keep being their girlfriend? Is that normal? You tell me. Does that seem a little shady? Does that throw a little bit of a credibility question into your guys' minds? Or is, is that just me that actually has brain cells working? Sorry if I'm being rude, but this is, this is, the, this is the Resist podcast, and I'm going to resist this crap. Even if people call me names because I'm not supporting the rape lynch mob. I'm sick of it, you guys. I'm sick of men. It is dangerous to be a man. You can literally go to prison in most countries in the world for being a rapist, and you've done absolutely nothing. We have been lynching and murdering people for thousands of years for rape with no evidence. I'm sick of it. It's disgusting, it's revolting. And you have no place in a conversation of justice if you're supporting it. It's outrageous. But to the point of the specific legal, these multiple trials, and they they, they spin and they weave things, they, no, it's BS. If you take somebody to do a second trial because you couldn't convict them on the first one, you're a criminal. The conviction is illegal and we have to stop tolerating it. Do you know that Rick Gerber, One of the defenders of the Bundys, they were trying to get him on financial crimes. They had to take him to trial four times, you guys, because they could never convict him. So they just kept taking Rick Gerber back to trial until they finally convicted him. I think they gave him 30 years, too. And he's now sitting in prison. Why? Because the Fifth Amendment was ignored. They took charges, and I don't know if Rick did everything perfect, but the feds wanted Rick, who was a lawyer, out of the picture, so they locked Rick Gerber away by trying him over and over. And don't try and tell me, you're not, a, you're not in jeopardy. You think it doesn't cost to go to trial? How, how much do you think Danny Masterson spent on the second trial? Do you think that's not putting in jeopardy his life, his property? His liberty because the a-holes couldn't convict him on the first trial because they didn't actually have a real case and james james is in the chat right now if you're watching live if you're listening to the podcast james freeman is in the chat with us right now and james was at rick sentencing it's a sham you guys you can't try somebody twice you can't say oh we lost when you're playing a game, right? you start a business, oh, we lost, let's, re- let's, let's go back. Right? We're gonna reverse time and just, we get to start over. Do you get to start over when you're in prison? No, they just lock you away and throw away the key and you're on your own. And now they're making money off you. This is outrageous. This, this put people in prison, everyone is a rapist culture. People say there's a rape culture where men get raped. No, there's a culture of accusing everyone of rape. If your daughter goes out and she gets fall down drunk, who was the college student that they Brock Turner, you know how much flack I caught for defending Brock Turner. Now should Brock Turner been, should Brock Turner have been out screwing a girl when he was fall down drunk next to a garbage can? No. Have you ever looked at the actual details? They were flaming me saying I was a rapist supporter. There's literally zero evidence In fact, he wasn't even convicted of rape. That's why he's not still in prison. They were saying, I can't believe they let him out already. He wasn't even convicted of rape. And they're still calling Brock Turner a rapist, even though those charges never came to him. The girl was fall down drunk. There was no sign that he forced her. And after the fact, to cover her shame of getting fall down drunk and screwing a guy next to a dumpster... This hussy, and yes, I'm going to say the word. Is that allowed to say the word? Because if you're accusing someone, if you're out getting drunk and sleeping with a guy, and then you have regret and you accuse him of being a rapist, no, I didn't want to. Oh, he raped you? Well, yeah. You're a scumbag, you're a hussy, and you're a criminal. You're not a victim. And so, from all the data that I saw in the, the Brock Turner case, he was the victim, not the girl. And I'm sick of victims being made of men who may have made bad choices. But the girl, because she also made bad choices, gets to say, he raped me. I am tired of the rape culture. Rape is a serious thing. And it is is an offense to people who are genuinely raped to have all these college tramps out there that are feminists and later change their mind about what they did, saying that they were raped. It is an offense to people that were actually raped, sexually abused, etc. And we have to resist it. And that's, that's what I have to say. That's what I have to say on this whole Danny Masterson, Ashton Kutcher and uh, situation. And maybe I'll edit out the slow part, the, the part of this video that was uh, <laughs> me fixing the mic. And I'll post this to the channel, just to put my name to it. I'm not going to be afraid of it. We have to stop being afraid to speak the truth. And I don't care if you're a man, if you're a woman, stop falling for this crap. Stop being a part of a stupid lynch mob that's so ignorant that they can't even pick up a little pocket constitution and read it. Grow up. Okay? This is the Resist podcast. So resist. pisses me off. All right, James, it's back to the wine here. Just a sip to keep my head constitutionally clear. I think we've about wrapped it up. If there's a final thing you guys want me to take on quickly, I will do it. But it's getting late and I need to wrap up for the night. All right. It's been a good show. How long have we been going? I don't even know. Hour and a half. No, wait. No, an hour and a half. But by the time I cut out the weirdness, we're only about an hour and 15. This is going to make a good podcast. Make sure you go over to callmegav.com slash podcast and subscribe to the audio podcasts. Because there will be times when these topics are going to get so hot that we're not allowed to have them on YouTube. I might even get in trouble on YouTube for not supporting the every, every man is a rapist culture. Like the propaganda is very strong. Right or left, you're all, everybody's falling for it. Not you all, but some of you in here I could tell are falling for this. You know, as soon as you've been re- hearing the news, you hear, you know, he, you hear the word Danny Masterson. What do you, oh, uh, you jump right on the bat. Oh yeah, good thing he went to prison. Like I'm gonna give you brownie points for having read the mainstream news. No, I'm gonna tell you you're, you're stupid for not having looked into it. So, so next time fix it and I'll respect you for it. Do better, be better. Who's with me on this? Video recording every sectional counter might save your life. It might, but who's going to want that, right? It's to the point where you almost like, you have to have her side, like, do you agree? These are the things we might do during Of course. Do you agree? Please sign here and give me a copy of your ID. Another thing, you're with a woman and it later turns out she lied to you that she was 16 when she was 18 and you're now going to jail? That's absolutely outrageous, you guys. That's not saying Teach your daughters not to lie and not to screw around. It's not the guy's fault because your daughter is a liar. This arbitrary age, right? A 16-year-old knew what she was doing. She wasn't a child, so stop. It's not pedophilia. 40-year-old man with 16-year-old girl. Should he have? No, I'm not saying. I'm I'm, I'm the one telling you guys, keep your pants zipped up. For heaven's sake, we need to have some self-control as men, right? If you're jumping into bed with a girl, have some commitment. It shouldn't just be like willy-nilly all over the place. And, I, and that's a lot of what's happening that's getting people into trouble. But that doesn't make them rapists. It doesn't make them pedophiles. And I'm sick and tired. Stop letting people say this on your fake book. Oh, this pedophile string him up. How's he a pedophile? Do you even know how old she was? This girl was 16. What are you doing talking about a pedophile? Pick up a dictionary before you post. Call out your friends on this, you guys. Stop being a part of these lynch mobs it's the podcast. I can get fired up, right? There's only 50 of you in here live. But those of you listening in the podcast, and yes, make sure you go to kevinsime.com forward slash podcast right here. And you can listen there to the back shows as well. But you can also subscribe. Subscribe. And because and most of the stuff we're talking about, you don't need the video for. There will be a, if there's a video related to the podcast, the video will be linked in the show notes as well as links and things like that. But for the most part, you guys can subscribe. If you don't make it live, just listen to the audio. You don't have to come back and sit here for an hour and pay attention to the video. I do want to do guests on the podcast and have fun with this, guys. But I'm trying to actually get subscribers onto the feed and start getting a, getting a little a little momentum going, right? Uh, if uh, If who's that other podcaster that everybody watches can do it, we can do it. We can do it. So spread the word. And yes... Um, Younger than 18 is how they rate adult and child, and it is dumb. Now, to be fair, and that's the thing, most of your grandparents, they were 20 and their girlfriends were 13, 14 years old, like it wasn't that long ago before this, when this was the norm, these girls were looking for a husband, a man to take care of them, etc. Now does that mean a girl should be forced into that? Of course not. And does it mean it's a 15 year old girl and a 40 year old man, you want that for your daughter? Well, probably not. But that's your job with your daughter. To instill your values in your daughter doesn't make everyone a rapist because you were a crappy parent And didn't have your kids come up to your level Defend your base appreciate it It Says finish the bottle fortunately. I brought a bottle that had nothing in it So there's no risk. I don't get drunk much less on the show Because my head I actually don't I like my head clear. So I'm pretty picky about not drinking too much I don't mind a beer a a glass of wine, something like that. But you'll always see me taking it very slow because at any moment, and this is real, this is something we should definitely be serious about is activists and people who resist, at any moment, you might have to whip out that constitution. At any moment, you might need to defend your neighbor and love your neighbor. At any moment, you might need to fight with a cop. And your head needs to be clear for that. So do all things in moderation if you can. All right. And yes, it used to be very common for 12, 13-year-olds to marry adult men, right? They weren't pedophiles. These were not. Now, a pedophile is a prepubescent child. It's that simple. If the child is not prepubescent, the word pedophile is literally non-applicable in any sense whatsoever. So stop using it. It's just not. Now, there is a word for older men that like teenage-age people. I forget the word. Like a teen, it's not a teenophile, but there's an actual correct legal word for it. And it's just important. I'm not saying that this means it's good that old men are always chasing sixteen year old men are chasing— 14-year-old girls, but that's not pedophilia, you guys, and I don't care if you get mad at me. You're the one who didn't do your homework, and you jumped onto a bandwagon lynch mob instead of actually educating and informing yourself. It doesn't mean that you should let your 14-year-old daughter go out with a 60-year-old creepy man. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying it doesn't make it a pedophile, and it doesn't automatically make something a crime just because you don't freaking like it no (laughs) I appreciate the support but we're not going there no 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 the trolls would love it if I downed that whole thing it's not that good of a wine you guys it is a 2019 and it's a rose so it's 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 toward the end of life okay but uh I do appreciate the tacos I'm not drinking the whole bottle (laughs) all right you guys um I'm glad you enjoyed Glad you were here. Appreciate the support of the Super Chatters um, in here. Who Super Chatted today? It was all Defend Your Base. I appreciate you, bro. And our channel backers in here, like James and others. I don't know, I think James was the only one in here today. But it's just good to see James in here. I was actually watching... Where's the video? Before I was watching actually James' video earlier. And it was another topic. We need to wrap up. It was actually another topic I wanted to cover, but go watch James video because he covered this pretty well. Um, And I've mentioned this before that these canine dogs, these canine dogs for no fault of their own are criminals also. And and most of them need to be put down. I'm so sick of like these dogs that attack people on the street, and then if people defend themselves, they act like oh you they act like they murdered a cop. It's like it's a dog. Your dog was attacking someone. They had a right to defend themselves. A dog that bites people on the street, you have a right to put down. It's attacking you. You have a right to defend yourself. Go check out James' video on this because basically this whole topic of like cops shoot people's dogs all the time but then someone shoots one of their terrorist dogs through no fault of the dog but they they created a dog that was a dangerous animal somebody shoots their dogs that are terrorizing people on the street and they have a 40 car funeral procession and they they treat it the same as murder right it's in some states it's actually equal to shooting a cop it's absolutely outrageous the way that how stupid how stupid our society has become. And we need to speak up. We really, really need to speak up. All right? So, yeah. Just looking here. Appreciate our channel backers in the chat today. And I'm going to wrap it up. I'm tired. I got work to do. And no, I'm not drinking the bottle. It's not how I roll. But I appreciate you guys in here today. Um, let's try and love our neighbor and act like Christ. And generally, that doesn't have anything to do with what's being taught in our churches either, is something that I'm learning more and more with time. I mean, actually, try and act like Christ. And. Start defending. It's really important to speak out against these sham cases, these kangaroo courts. And and whatever the rest of the evidence in the Masterson trial is, and I can't really find any real evidence, just hearsay. One of the other girls was like, oh, he raped me, but then I went over to his house for drinks, and he raped me again. I mean, you went back? Something doesn't make sense. You feeling me here, guys? But I think the most important thing to remember in this is that the Danny Masterton conviction is completely illegal it's a sham trial because it's a violation of the Fifth Amendment it doesn't matter what some idiot lawyer or judge tells you the whole reason we put that in the Fifth Amendment is though so you could not take somebody to trial twice for the same crime it was literally the intent of the Constitution and it's being ignored speak up you guys start speaking out so when you see all your friends like oh I'm so glad Danny Masterson's in print like why are you stupid you don't even realize have you never read the Constitution did you never go to school have you, have you never studied civics? Did you look into the evidence? Start asking real questions of your friends. And let's see. Wow, this, this looks bad. I have two bottles of wine in here. This is the wrong image for the resist show. Because we should resist drunkenness as well, in my opinion. All right, you guys. Appreciate you. Uh, we'll see you soon. Let me find where to stop the live stream. There it is. Thanks for being here. We'll see you on the next Gavin Sign podcast. head over over to common forward slash podcast and subscribe to the podcast feed in your Google podcasts or your Apple podcasts or one of your apps and help me get those feed numbers up. Let's start getting the audio podcast out there. I really appreciate your guys's help on that. In fact, let me link that right here where you can go and find the subscribe links and stuff like that. And. We will go from there. <laughs> Appreciate it again, Defend Your Base. And yeah, we do have some great burritos down here. So I'll be all over that as well and uh, grab a burrito or two. Defend Your Base has really rocked it today. I got, I got a shout out to him for the super chats. It does really help at the end of the month when the YouTube revenues come in that our ch- for our channel backers and the super chats. Because at the end of the day, money is, after the, the whole virus thing is getting harder and harder. They, they, did a, they did a good number on our economy, and it, it, it has hit me a bit. But uh, we're plugging away. We're going to keep getting the word out there the best we can. All right, you guys, stay safe. We are far from the ashes. Rise up, break the caves, be the lion. Be the storm, be the strength of the lightning. Rise with the dawn, raise like the sun. This is what we came. Revolution